Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Courage is knowing who you are and encouragement is someone reminding you of who you are. And so first it's to have courage to stay the course as in who you are. But secondly, it's about having people around you who can continually remind you of who you are. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Lady, we have a very special guest that we are super excited about, okay? She is going to help us get rid of of bad hair days for good. Okay. Grace Alea is the founder and CEO of Grace Alea. Grace designs stylish satin lined headwear for day or sleep and is credited with reinventing the nightcap. And she's now evolving into a full lifestyle brand for men, women, and children. She's currently sold on Amazon, Ulta, Nordstrom, Sephora, Macy's, and HSN. Grace, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Hi. So good to be here. Of course. We're so excited to have you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yes. I I am looking forward to this juicy conversation. Hair is an important part of every Black woman's journey. And so, yes, this Mm -hmm. is going to be a good conversation. And Mm -hmm. so our quote of the day. Your beginning does not have to be your ending Mm. from Anonymous. Mm. Grace, when you think about your journey Mm. and how you got to where you are now, because you're still on the journey. This Mm -hmm. isn't the end. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the beginning and Mm -hmm. things that have happened along the way to where you are now. Mm -hmm. I love that quote because it's, it speaks to the fact that you don't, 
there's so many ups and downs to life and what people may have labeled you (laughs) to be is not always going to be the case. You know, when we started and before I even started the business, I had no inclination to start a business with, uh, with sat line caps, right? My, I think I was at the time I was working for a B2B startup and was, I think, taking night classes, sewing classes and different fashion design with kind of the, you know, let me do this hobby and maybe I'll one day start a fashion line way down the road. And, you know, it's that quote speaks directly to our journey, you know, the beginning, what we, what I thought would be just kind of a hobby that turned out actually even into hair breakage for myself that ended up with an idea that turned into a business, you know, it, it, it speaks directly to it. Your beginning does not always have to be your end. Such an inspiring quote. And Grace, I would love for you to just share with us that origin story because you yeah. shared a story. We're familiar with it, but I'd love for you to tell the listeners about how your brand even really was birthed, right? On yeah. that trip that you took back home. Yeah. So my mom's from Kenya. My dad's from Nigeria. And we were actually traveling to Kenya in 2013, I believe. So about a year before we started the business. And my hair was heat straightened. My hair is already relatively fine. And it was chemically straightened at the time. And on top of that, it was summer in Kenya. And so we took a road trip that was round trip about 12 hours or so. And my head was bumping up against a headrest for those full 12 hours. And my mom had warned me. She said, it can be get pretty dry and dusty on these roads. You might want to wear a scarf just in case, just to protect your hair. And I was like, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to look cute, right? And <laughs> did not take her advice, much to my dismay, because I ended up with a about a two inch in diameter hole of breakage right in the middle of my head. And Ooh. it was devastating. <laughs> it was devastating. And it turned into of course, uh, an opportunity because I started, that's where the wheel started turning, that there has to be something out there that is stylish enough to feel cute on vacation, but also protective of the hair. And so that's where the the juices started flowing. And then a year, it took me, I let, I let the idea kind of form over the course of the next year and started getting more serious about it. I think I was in like a a sewing two class at the local community college, (laughs) just taking a night class. And I let the idea form, like maybe we could do it this way or, or with this construction. And I made the first prototype in February of 2014. Wow. That is, that is amazing. And in terms of thinking about, again, going back to our quote of the day of how our beginning might not be our ending, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to go back to that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And, And dig a little bit and unpack a little bit. So... You're on this 12 hour journey and your mom gave you the warning. And I know Mm -hmm. how that is. You know, our parents want to give us a warning about something. And we're like, no, I got this. I'm going to be, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I can Mm -hmm. handle this. We go. I'm going to be fly. Like, I get it. What was it like when you got to your destination? Like, what were the, the thoughts and feelings that came up? When you mm-hmm. got to your destination and you realized that you were missing hair from the, from the ride, like, I, I, I can know. imagine how I would react. But what, what was your, what was that real life reaction? So it was a slow process. So I, I started just noticing over the course of the trip, like a little bit more, like, huh, is there more, <laughs> you know, first there was more hair in the brush. Then it was like, wait, once I got to the, you know, the first six hours, it was like, 
wait, is there more hair? You know, and I'm doing like the, <laughs> is that, is it gone? <laughs> wait, you know, and then on the way back, it just, it, it was, a, so it was a slow progression as, as I started seeing more and more. And then when we got back to Nairobi, it was like, wait, I don't, I think there's, I think this is gone. <laughs> Pretty much gone. It was, it was bad. This is now what? seven, eight years ago. And I'm still thinking of the trauma of losing, you know, the hair on the back. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. You're right. The the hair is like such a big thing to any woman, you know, let alone uh, as a black woman. So I, yeah, it was, it was an experience for sure. And I wish, of course, I had just taken my mom's advice, but. Right. I'm sure many of us can definitely say that about different phases of our journey, but (laughs) I think the beautiful part about it, and I think many of us have heard about this, how some of the most brilliant business ideas are birthed from a place Mm -hmm. of, you know, curiosity, sometimes pain, right? Sometimes discomfort. And so we are all blessed by this unfortunate experience that that you've had, but I believe the hair has since grown back. So... Mm Yes, we have a, we yes. have a testimony. Yeah, there we, we go. Did. We have testimony there. She, okay, go ahead, girl. We have a testimony here. But I would love to know, yeah. Grace, what are some of the unique beauty needs specific to Black women and women of color? I'm sure you've learned so much more being on this journey of having the business now and working with millions of customers. What are some of those unique beauty needs? So I, I love what's happening in the world right now. I love that we're embracing more of our natural curls. I love that we're, we're able to, you know, wear, I can wear my hair like this and feel beautiful. I, you know, just 10 years ago, it, five years ago, even eh, more like 10 years ago, it would have been, you know, what is that? Can I, you know, there would have been a lot more <laughs> things like that. Right. And so I, what I've seen in addition to satin, which is a huge, I don't think I ever let my head rests on anything that doesn't have a satin barrier for, for any length of any large length of time because of my hair, the fact that my hair is so fine. So we actually even created a throw pillowcase that has satin on one side and it's a print on the other side for that reason. Cause we wanted you to be able to, even on the couch, just turn over the pillow and then you lie down. My life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Literally. So it's like, you shouldn't have to go upstairs, find your slap, put it on, you know, so now you just flip it over, put it on. I don't like to put my head against anything for long periods of time without satin on it. That's huge for me because I believe that hair, hair's job is to grow. It'll just grow, but it's about how we, what we put on it and how we care for it that will help to extend its life and grow longer. Right. And so I love that there's new products. So, you know, after that experience, you know, I had to learn not just how to protect my hair what, from, from external threats like heat and heat damage and chemicals and all that, but also just what do I put in my hair now? Right. You know, products that, you know, it's, there's oils that are are amazing for the hair and then there's oils that don't, that might work for your hair that don't work for my hair. You know, there's same thing with creams and shea butter. And I think one of the biggest things is, is everyone's journey is a little bit different and you have to work with what's good for your hair specifically, especially with what you're putting into your hair. Cause the curl, the, the amount of oil that I have to put in my hair, you might not need to put it as, as much in yours. Right. And, and the gels that I use, you might not want to use in yours and vice versa. And so I'm really big on people doing what's good for their own journeys. You know, the same I'm similar with, with eating and, and dietary things. It's just, I'm big on whatever is good for you in your journey is what you should really ascribe to. T. Okay. I'm not trying to interrupt the show, but I had this random idea I want to share with you and I don't want to forget it. Tell me, tell me, what is it? Okay. So you know how at the start of every new year, 
birthday, new moon, anniversary, new month, new anything. People find themselves wanting to have a reset, but they're not sure where to start. Mm-hmm, I sure do. What are you thinking? What if we hosted a workshop where we could interact with our listeners to talk about stuff like self-care and self-love? OMG. And we could even have a session about manifestation, leaving toxic relationships and becoming our best selves. Girl, I am so excited. I'm sold. We could call it the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. Yes. Yes. That is it. And, and, and we could even host a live quarterly wind down to check in and build community as we vibrate higher all year. Yo, I love it. I love it. I'm so let's do it. Lady, if this sounds like fun to you, visit newyearworkshop.com and join us for the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. If you want to release baggage, set intentions and manifest the life you desire, this is just for you, lady. That's newyearworkshop.com. We can't, can't wait, wait to, to connect, connect with you. With you. I love that of that note of of each individual has to find what works best for them. Like there's no Mm -hmm. one size fits all Mm -hmm. approach to taking care of our hair. Yeah. And so now I know you talked to us about this two sided pillow that goes on (laughs) your couch and I'm like, oh, I need that in my life. But what are some of the more holistic benefits mm-hmm. of having satin and silk products and as part of not just our nighttime routine? Because I think most of us have that on lock. Mm-hmm. But in general, in terms of our hair care. So satin and silk have a lot of different benefits. Of course, like you said, nighttime morning routines they're incredibly helpful in making sure that your hair is not against it's protecting your hair against friction basically because it's the friction that causes the tangles that leads to the bedhead that leads to you know combing it out and and the breakage and all those things so your satin is is your your go-to to protect your hair from friction and that's and the friction can really can be the enemy when it comes to curly hair especially and so throughout the day there's other things that we put on our heads from baseball hats when we're working out to winter caps, especially now that we're entering into the colder months. And so those same things can cause that friction. And so what satin does, it creates that barrier again between your hair and potential friction that can cause or ripple effects toward breakage. And so we're, we're trying to help reduce that shedding that happens. And then there's other great benefits to especially things like sleeping on a silk or satin pillowcase. You know, there's studies that have shown that it helps to to reduce sleep lines and wrinkles because your head, your skin is, is gliding along the, a, a smooth surface as opposed to, again, the friction that comes from more rough fabrics and different things like that. So it has a lot of benefits both at night when you're sleeping, but also during the day. Follow-up question. Yeah. I know most of us can go into the corner store mm-hmm. and, or the corner beauty supply and, and get the satin mm-hmm. pillowcase for like $3.99. Right <laughs> now, I'm curious about the quality of mm-hmm. that $3.99 convenience mm-hmm. store satin pillowcase 
versus like a cotton pillowcase versus mm-hmm. something that we know is like authentic, real satin and silk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that everyone's budget can't afford mm-hmm. real silk. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. And so when you were designing your products, like what would mm-hmm. you what would be your recommendation in terms of how to determine the difference? Mm-hmm. And what does someone do if they can't afford that real, real? <laughs> Honestly, so I'm really big. We're, we're huge on quality. We take a lot of pride in our the the quality of our products. We take we go back and forth with our vendors, both domestically and overseas, to make sure that our quality is on point. And you can tell. In the feel, it's one of those things where you, you could, you know, you know, you know when you see it. Slash the feel. It's like a, it's like the, a counterfeit hundred dollar bill and a and a regular one from a from a distance. They look the same, but if you if you bring it up close and you know what you're looking for, you can tell the difference between the two. One is counterfeit and one and one is real, and it's the same thing with satin and silk. So with satin, we use a, a satin charmeuse that usually has a little bit of stretch to it, and so the hand or or the feel of the of the fabric is a very smooth. It's almost like butter. You want to you want to make sure that you you know it, it's amazing against the the skin and that it has that that effect of. of glide it helping the hair to glide along it and the same thing with silk now silk of course like you said is the is the creme de la creme and it's a it's a natural fiber it's not it's not synthetic and so it has other benefits like it's hypoallergenic and and has a lot of benefits even for the for the skin as well as you sleep on silk but i i always say it's like a counterfeit i would say that it's like a counterfeit hundred dollar bill versus a real hundred dollar bill you know it when you see it and if you bring it up real close and you know and you know what to look for you know and it sounds like you're saying, I mean, our hair investing in ourselves would be, you know, the long-term investment would be the the better choice is to go with mm-hmm. what's high quality. So that makes perfect sense. And yeah. I, we have our merch that's on the way. I cannot wait until we get our, <laughs> our Graceland products so we can try them out and all that good stuff. But what mm-hmm. I want to ask about mm-hmm. is the glow up, right? Right now mm-hmm. your business, I mean, you are doing it. Okay. You have, <laughs> you're featured everywhere. You have celebrities that are shouting you out. But a lot of people talk about the glow up, but they don't realize mm-hmm. all the hard work that mm-hmm. goes into it. And you've been in business at this point for seven years. So yeah. I know for some folks, they're like, oh, she's an overnight success. But you're like, uh-uh, I've been grinding out all this time. <laughs> so tell us about yeah. Etsy in 2014, those mm-hmm. one-off orders. Tell us about yeah. you reaching out to those YouTubers yeah. who are now we call them influencers. Tell us yeah. about that whole experience in the beginning and like what challenges you faced yeah. that people may not know about. Yeah. So we created the product in February of 2014 and by April, March or April. So I showed it to my friends and family. They were, they were especially, you know, aunties, cousins, sisters. They were like, wait, this is, this could be a business. You know, they, my mom was actually the one who really put the seed of this could be a business into my head, you know? And so that's when I started just making them myself on my home, home sewing machine, and going to LA, finding fabric, I had to find a, I didn't even know what they were called at the time. I think, I don't even remember what I Googled to say. I think I Googled, so I don't remember. I think Taylor, I think I, I Googled seamstress or Taylor in order to find a sewer, but really I needed a sewing contractor, you know, at the time, you know, and finally found someone who could help me make them. And I remember talking to my brother at the time he was running a one of Amazon's big distribution centers. He was kind of high up there in, in the ops world. 
And I, I, I told him, because we had joked years earlier, I'll come up with an idea and then let's go on Shark Tank and you help me scale it, you know? <laughs> and so, and so we had kind of had this, you know, verbal pact that we would, we would create this Alea Inc. kind of thing, you know? And we, and so I, I was talking to him in probably April or May and I said, I, I have an idea and I think it's something, you know, I've, I've gotten some feedback, you know, my friends and family were my first focus groups. I, I would show them, they would give me feedback. They, and they were also my first customers, of course, they wouldn't take it for free. They'd always pay me, you know, and, and I, so I, I went to my brother with it. And I was like, yeah, no, I think I have an idea. I think it's something, you know, I was like, I think we can sell like a hundred. He said, he said, how much do you think you can sell a day? And I was like, I think I could sell like a hundred a day. Now, mind you, I mean, I was selling one every two weeks, you know, I still, I still have the, the first receipt that I made on a word document for Doretha Green, wherever she is. I think it was in Maryland. <laughs> she, I what? still remember my very first customer from Etsy that I made on a word document. And it was like, Oh, we got a, we got a sale, you know, and I think she was back on the East coast. So it's only maybe one every couple of weeks and, or every week I should say. And so I told my brother, I think I could sell like a hundred of these in a day. Now, mind you, of course, we've probably sold, 2000 slaps on, you know, a couple of days, you know, it's like, now it's a lot. And in one day it's like, Whoa, like, Whoa, this is amazing. But then a hundred was this huge, you know, number, you know? And so I told my brother that, and he said, okay, well, and he gave me, we, I, we always joke that we started at a, in a deficit. He gave me a credit card of his that had a $10,000 limit on it. And he said, let's see what you can do with this, <laughs> you know? And, and so with, with that, we, took our picture, first pictures. All of my first models were my friends and family. <laughs> Luckily, I have beautiful friends <laughs> and my sister as well, beautiful and business partner, beautiful. So I could use them. And then I, we built the website. We re- did our first production run with, a, with now I knew the term sewing contractor. And that summer, we, I kind of got the ball rolling. And then in September is when everything kind of came together. So the first production run started coming together. We got the pictures back. We, we created the website. And then our launch, we knew that we couldn't go directly to stores. So we decided, we, we, we called it guerrilla marketing. <laughs> we were like, we, we want to, we want, we know that this product needs an explanation. You can't go, you can't put it in, like, like you were just talking about, Dr. Dom, we can't put this in a beauty store next to a $3 bonnet because people want to understand the higher price point. But at the same time, we can't just go straight to Nordstrom because people would wonder why is there satin inside of this beanie? You know, so it's like this, it was this merging of worlds. And we knew that the product needed to be first explained before it could go sit on a shelf because it was going to collect us. We were going to get charged back. We just knew it needed. And of course, at this time, the wave of influencer was coming. So we reached out to 300 YouTubers with a high following, <laughs> which of course, now we know as influencers. And we got three responses total. One said, no, thank you. Another one said, not now, reach out to me later. And the last one said, you know what? I've never heard of sleeping satin, but go ahead and send me one. And so we're, we move into, this is in September of 2014. We move into October and we're doing one or two sales in a day. And we're excited about that. So when we get three or four or five in a day, we're like, oh my goodness, we got five today. <laughs> you know, and my brother the time was doing all the shipping from from his house you know in in in, in 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 california and all of a sudden in late october we had 25 sales in one day we were like where did these come from <laughs> and then the next day we had i think it went up to like 50 and then like we did this little spike and then it came before it came back down 
I really went into investigator mode and found out that all of the traffic was coming from the same site, which was the one maybe who had said, I've never heard of sleeping with satin, but go ahead and send me some and we'll, and we'll see. And it was like, and it, it, that's how we discovered oh, this is going to work. We just need to partner with people who have a platform, who have people who are listening to them, who can help us explain what the product does. And that's what we, we used influencer throughout 2015. We had that, we had the highs when, when videos came out. Then we had the lows in between and we did that, this up and down thing. And, and mind you, I'm working, my family is also my first team. Our first, like we work together. We founded it together. Bracelet Inc. is co-founded with my entire family. And it's funny because especially in 2015, we're all shipping from the back of my, everything was happening in the back room of my parents' house. We were shipping, we were packing orders, we were doing customer service emails all together. Friends would come over that summer and, you know, just to hang out. And we'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a good story. Now, can you please help us pack, <laughs> you know, help us pack slaps while you're telling it? That's, I mean, it's good, but just pack slaps while you're doing that. You know, we're like, oh, can you help us answer these customer service emails? You know, and, and I remember like, the, like people having to tell me, you know, people talk about, because this is, you know, the product is my baby kind of a thing. And so whenever people would, would speak against it in customer service emails, as I'm reading them, I, eventually my, my, I, I would actually take it almost personally, personally, especially in the beginning. And so my sister and like, I just love the, the community that I had around me who could kind of be like, Grace, just move away from the computer, like just move my face away from the computer and say, no, no, no I'll answer this one. You know, <laughs> like I'll take this one. Let, let, now you go back to, you know, whatever, whatever else. Just, so that was, Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, this is so inspiring. I'm just, I'm about to get my popcorn and you to just come in. So good. No, thank you. No, it's definitely been a journey, you know, and, and it, it's not without its challenges. You know, when we, the good, the good about working with your family is that the highs are so high. We all are winning together. This is amazing. This is awesome. But the bad is that the lows are lower than it would be if you weren't with your family, because you know, how to push each other's buttons, you know, how to get under each other's skin. And we had to learn how to navigate working together. And of course, I'm the, I'm the third in my family. My brother is actually the oldest. And of course, my mom is also still in the business as well. And, and then there's my little sister and my older sister. So I'm, the, like I said, I'm the third child. And so we have, we have this dynamic where I, I, and I started out as a reluctant CEO. You know, I didn't, I kind of had to be like, they kind of had to force me up to the podium, you know, as I resisted every step of the way, because I, I, I just didn't want to take on the burden, the responsibility because, you know, of what, of what it just represented. And so anyways, all throughout 2015, we were, we were going, we use influencer and then we get into 2016. And it's been this thing where God has just kind of put us in this nice little flow. And it's been like, as soon as we, like I said, we hit the wave with influencer, you know, and we just rode that wave for a while, you know, and it really worked throughout 2015. And then it's, we started seeing what's called diminishing returns where we weren't getting as much of a spike when we were with my brother and, and, and sister got, had gotten it down to a science, you know, they were seeing when they knew based on how many followers, based on what type of video it was, based on how, how many uh, average views exact, almost to, you know, a hair's breadth <laughs> of how much we were going to make based on those, these numbers. Right. And so suddenly that started diminishing where we weren't getting quite as high of a spike whenever those, these videos would come out. And so the next wave started, they started, we started testing Facebook advertising and that was the next one. And we caught it right at on the top of that wave before there were any diminishing returns. And, and that lasted us for 
three, four years, right? But, and, and we always had a plan to eventually enter into retail. And as and we're seeing that even as we're starting to see a little a little bit more, you know, I think there was an iOS 14 update that that kind of messed everybody <laughs> messed everybody's advertising up a little bit. But we're see, we we are entering into stores and we're just starting to see how the river keeps flow. We keep flowing down this this really cool river that I feel like God has put us in, and it's been a journey. It's a journey, all of it. I just I want to talk say, forever. <laughs> I want, you need a movie, Grace. Like, you need, this needs to be no seriously. As you as you were talking through this about your parents' house, I'm like, you I've need a movie, yeah, right? <laughs> Netflix series. I would buy. Like, I sign me up. So yeah. whenever you do that, please can you let us know because I want to watch. Okay. The one thing I wanted to ask, I know Dr. Dom has something to share. I want to know. I was going to ask you about how was it having this global brand that is your name? That was the next part because we talked about taking things personal on like two episodes ago mm-hmm. or a couple episodes ago. I listened and to that one. You did. It was oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. So, so you know, we're, we're sensitive people over here. So yes. having people write in, I don't like Grace, Alea, or this, mm-hmm. that it's easy to take things personally. So yeah. how has that journey been with a global brand that is your name, like your yeah. government name? I'm I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's it, it is a it is a constant fight to remind yourself of who you are, regardless of the the praise or the criticism, right? So if you if you're you know the criticism can tear you down and the praise can puff you up. There's both are dangerous, <laughs> you know. So you so I think it's a constant fight to just remind myself of who I am. You know, there, if the, the praise is great when it comes. The criticism, especially when it's constructive, can be a little. The constructive one can be good. The the ones that are a little bit more <laughs> negative, not so great. And honestly, for me, being in the community that I'm in and and having the family around me that also kind of protects from certain things has also been, I think, huge too. You know, in reminding me. You know, somebody said that courage is knowing who you are. And encouragement, someone reminding you of who you are. And so, first, it's having courage to stay the course as in who you are. But secondly, it's about having the people around you who can continually remind you of who you are. That is so beautiful. And I, yeah, I just love that. And and thinking about and going back to what you were saying about having your family there, right? Mm-hmm. And your family has been a part of this journey and has been along for the ride. But at the end of the day. You are the CEO, right? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned being the third child. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. So so I I I tend to embody some of those oldest, you know, the oldest child tendencies of wanting to be the boss, right? (laughs) Stepping in on the scene and it's like, I got this. Mm -hmm. But you're not the oldest. Yeah. And you're the boss. Mm And so what has that been like for you to embody this role of being the CEO mm-hmm. and having not just your siblings, mm-hmm. but your mom I know. report to you? So what, what's know. been the most interesting piece of that <laughs> dynamic of having to have the tables turned and flipped? Mm-hmm. And having your family report mm-hmm. to you, you know, it's definitely it's definitely been a learning experience in of of who I am. I think like just getting more confident in my the my strengths and weaknesses. I think, but also because you know, it's 
I mean, my mom's an African woman like who has her principles <laughs> and, you know, m- mom is always mom is always mom is always mom. You know, I don't care if you're my CEO, you know, you're also my daughter, you know, like there's no, I mean, you're first my daughter, like before you're my CEO. <laughs> and I think, you know what we had, we had a lot of help in the beginning, especially, or I should say in the middle years. So like 2016, 2017, 2018, we got a lot of, of, of coaches and different that would that would facilitate group meetings where we're, where we're planning, where we're discussing, that would make sure that we had an objective view because what you realize is that you need to make sure you're all united under the same vision because if you, and, and by vision, I don't just mean for the company, it's almost like vision for where you want to go because we're so close. So when those, because what ends up happening, if you have one vision for what you want to be and what you want to do and, and where you want to go. But the person you're, you're yoked to has a completely different vision. That, that's where you have die vision. That's where that, that term comes from. You have two people who are looking in different directions, you know? And so I, I, there was someone had told me once that when oxen were yoked in back in the day, it was with a very hard beam that allowed, and they usually would yoke an older oxen to a younger oxen and that hard beam would allow the oxen to go at the same speed in the same direction. And so when you're, when you're, when you have someone who wants to go faster or slower, way slower or way faster, or they want to go in a completely different direction, you're going to have a lot of strain on the yoke. The yoke is you're going to, you're trying to, you know, both of you are, are, you're not going to move anywhere basically because that yoke is going to tie you you know, because one's going this way, one's going that way, and one wants to go faster, one wants to go slower. And so I think what, what first had to happen is we had to align under the same vision and really, really get to, I think there's, there's a vulnerability that needed to come about where we all understood our core desires and our heart's desires a little bit better. You know, I think we're still learning and growing in that. I think roles also started shifting and we started realizing you know, my brother consults now. He's not fully inside of the business. He consults on, for the business. Very, he's very active still, but he also has other clients and, 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 and he's able to, and he's still a mentor of mine and does one-on-one coaching with me. And he's still the best business mind that I, that I know, but that, but it, it wasn't, it's not that I'm his CEO, you know, and my mom, she's, she does most of the, and I'm speaking mostly to the older because it's, it's, that's the dynamic. That's a little bit, strange you know my my younger sister it's it's still different because we're related and we grew up together and all that stuff but you're right the dynamic of the older coming under the younger is is where there's a lot there's more friction right and so even with my mom you know she kind of she plays that safety role she's the cfo she plays manages all the legal and she she plays what she always played in my life which is the protector and making sure the business is on 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 point but again had we've all had to align under a similar similar vision and so i think i think there's there's still learning and growing that's happening but we're i were in a set like if i look back even two or three years ago compared to now it's been it's been a journey but i i wouldn't trade it you know i i it's it's there was a time i think in 2016 and 2017 where we all lived at my parents house and we all went to the office we had this little warehouse that we shipped out of it was like six months it was a six month short process it was a little little stint but we all lived there we all did we all went to the office 
at the uh, around the same time. We came back, we ate dinner together. It was a lot. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> a lot of family. People are people are like, wait, I always see my family at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. You know, <laughs> like like every day, every single day, <laughs> every single minute. We had <laughs> like we had to kind of you know take a break from each other after after that six months. But yeah, I appreciate the transparency. And I do have another question, I promise, but I just want to say to the lady listening, if you are a listening lady and you feel like you need to see this movie, like you need to see Grace's Bicycle (laughs) movie, drop some green hearts on our Instagram at Her Space Podcast and drop some green hearts on Grace's Instagram, okay? (laughs) Okay, just like go do that because I'm just, this needs to be a movie. Okay, so my question (laughs) is, what are the key elements to becoming a category leader in business? Mm. And how would you say that the pandemic impacted your business? We're still in the midst of it, but I mean, like the 2020 initial. Yeah. The heart of it, for sure. The heart of it. (laughs) I, so first to answer your first question about becoming a category leader in business, I think that authenticity is the the key, (laughs) you know, like I can't even, I can't even tell you the journey to take for you because your journey is going to look a lot different than my journey. I was not trying to start a business. I was, I was not looking for a business to start. In, in selling, and then I found Satinline Cap. You know, no, I was, I was, I was walking along my journey, <laughs> and I had this idea. I, there was a solution to a problem that, that really works in my life, and I showed it to my friends and family, and they loved it, and and so and so loved it, and they gave me feedback, and this could be a business, and you know, like we all came together. Ended up being, I ended up working with my family. You know, I have other friends and colleagues that have end up working with their friends, you know, or at first, and, and those are the partners that they started with. And it's a completely different journey. But I think authenticity is huge. You know, if I was looking to start a business and I, and I saw that golf clubs were a huge industry and I, and I need to do nine irons and I have, I have no interest in golf whatsoever. <laughs> if I started a golf business, I could learn but I, there would be no authenticity. I'm, I'm literally in the industry just so that I can make a, a, a dollar and people would see right through that, you know, but with this, it was, it's, it's at my core. Like the, the fact that I can speak from personal experience about the breakouts that I had. And if you asked me 10 years ago, if, if I went back in time, actually even, you know, 20 years ago to high school, Grace, and I said, Hey, by the way, in 20 years, you're going to start a business that's surrounding your hair. And you're going to be wearing your hair completely naturally. Okay, bye. I would be like, who is that? No, she, no, you're not. Don't, you know, don't. I, the girl who hides in, in I, you know, there's a whole story of, of, of how when my sister went to prom, I was getting my hair braided, rebraided. And her prom date, or not prom date, yeah. Her, her, the friend she went to prom with comes in like having to pee. But I'm like, oh my gosh, my hair. So I run to the bathroom where she was trying to go pee and I would not come out. They're like, Grace, she has to go to the bathroom, like get out. And I just, I was so ashamed of my natural hair. And so if you fast forward <laughs> to, to now where I'm wearing it completely natural, you know, not an ounce of you, I would not have believed you 20 years ago when I was 14, that that would be the case. And so there's like this authenticity that I think people can see. And I would encourage whoever's looking to start a business, find the thing that is yours, you know, the thing that, you know, it that that drives you your passion. You know, I, I don't even know that I would have said this was a passion of mine until it became <laughs> until I just I stumbled upon it, you know, and I think that people can really see that authenticity. Now to answer your second question about how the pandemic shaped it, it was 
you know, it was, again, I would say such a God thing that we started our business primarily online and 2020 put us all indoors. So all we could do if we were going to shop was shop online, you know? And so we actually, it increased our following. And then on top of that, with all the 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 racial equity conversations and the different things that were going on there was a lot of benefit that happened and, you know with all of the there's so much tragedy of course that happened in 2020 but there was so much that we were able to we were we, we that that were good things that happened within the business that we we could you know be grateful for as a result because it started ampl- it amplified us even more because people were having to shop online and then secondly we were we are a black owned business as, as you can see <laughs> and and we you know we we started people started really paying attention which is which is really awesome i just need to point out <laughs> grace you are an amazing storyteller okay oh, so like you. i i just need to reiterate that this needs to be made into a movie a <laughs> docu series something because you got the stories like you Mm -hmm. like you're answering a question about how your business has grown and changed and the Mm -hmm. vision you have for your business and you bring us back to visually like I saw it I was right there with you of if you're in your house and someone a guest is coming in and you gotta run to the bathroom and you're covering Mm -hmm. your head Mm -hmm. I was right there Mm -hmm. with you you mm. got to make this into a movie, okay? <laughs> okay. Like, this has got to be a docu-series and all the side stories need to come in here so that mm. we see we see the whole picture. Mm. So as you think about and reflect on high school Grace mm-hmm. and Grace right now, mm-hmm. what is your wildest dream for the next 20 years? Mm. I've always had a dream of making sure I, I wouldn't even say always I'll say in the last 10 years, I, I love the idea of helping people to live their lives with intention. And so our, our, our vision is to make confidence look effortless because we want to help people. We want to create solutions that help people make confidence look effortless. I love the idea of amplifying black voices. I love the idea of amplifying the black story. I love that. I love that you guys are just putting it out there for me to start. You know, to, you know, create this as a story, as a, as a you know, a, a movie. Because yeah, maybe that will be what what I you know I use to to amplify even more black stories. I love it. I love it. And so yes, keep prophesying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that that in twenty in the next twenty years, I would love I would love to have these platforms where we we are you know both sharing and you know when I when I think when I was in twenty eleven, so now ten years ago, I remember telling my mom. I actually the, my twenties were a funny time where while I was working, I was also pursuing acting and modeling. I was you know there was all sorts of, <laughs> of different things. <laughs> I know. I, like I always say I lived like three or four lives in my twenties, but, and I was watching a show kind of toward the end of my, that journey, that season. And I told, it was, I think Our America by Lisa Lee. And I told my mom, I think this, even over acting and modeling would be something that I want to do long-term, just go around the world 
and share people's stories. And, you know, and I said on a global scale, I want to share people's stories on a global scale. And she was like, that's journalism. And I was like, oh, maybe. I actually ended up getting my master's in journalism. But so it's like, in the next 20 years, that is kind of a dream of mine. I really want to amplify Black stories, African stories, you know, Black Black American stories, Black Latinx stories, just amplifying those, those stories would be awesome. I see it. It's going right. to happen. Right. Amen, I was, sister. Yes. I was just visualizing it. Grace, you are just a whole vibe. Now, Grace, <laughs> we've had such a great conversation. You've inspired us. You've made us laugh. I almost cried a little bit over here. But now we're going to shift up the energy a little bit. Okay. okay. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy, it's okay to be bougie, it's okay to be ratchet. Okay. You can dance to strip club music if you so choose. So... We want to invite you to the OU Blatchett segment. So do you take on the challenge? I do. Let's do it. Yes. We got her, Dom. All right. <laughs> we got her. So now that you've agreed, we'll tell you what you signed up for. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And then I have three photos pulled up on my big screen. I'm going to share the screen, but you have to choose a photo from one to three. And then okay. I'll share that photo and you tell us the context behind the photo. So something okay. we wouldn't know just by looking at the photo. Okay. So we're going to jump on in with our first question. And that question is, what's the best piece of advice or wisdom you've ever received? So a quote that I live by is fear and faith have the same thing in common in that they both require you to believe something that hasn't happened yet. And that one, I... Every, every time, I mean, the, I don't, can't tell you the amount of times that we wanted to play the violins while the Titanic went down, while the ship went down with Grace Lightning. And that quote is, I literally find the hope. There's another one that's very similar by Nelson Mandela, which is, may your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. It's really, it's really easy to get stuck in the overwhelming issues that are before you, the mountain of problems. I mean, I, we just went through a couple with the port issues that are happening, you know, it's easy to get stuck with the mountain of issues that are, that are before you, but it's like, find the hope in the situation, you know? And then, and I, I always say, solve the problem in front of you because the more problems you solve, the more problems you realize you can solve <laughs> and you keep getting the, as they get bigger, you're able to solve even bigger problems. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you. So now, you know, that was the classy question. You know, <laughs> So now we're, we're, we're going to take it to the ratchet side. Okay, okay. I have four words for you. Mm-hmm. Twerk or two-step? Ooh, twerk. Twerk. Hey. Twerk. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. I'm, from, I'm from the 369. <laughs> like, that's my generation, okay? I really yes. Crazy in love. You know, yeah, I twerk. That's what we want to hear, Grace. I love it. <laughs> so the next question for you is what's the sexiest item you own Ooh, can i say sweats <laughs> i think comfort is sexy <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> are they your sweats like <laughs> coming maybe coming soon. coming okay oh sweats with the silk on the inside like, okay oh, yeah. okay okay, okay. <laughs> with, with the slap that matches right? i got you okay I, that's a whole look I'm with it. So the next thing is our sentence completion. So our first sentence, 
One question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is. Ooh, right now I just got super into tennis. <laughs> this is a very random one. I grew up playing soccer. I played soccer all the way through college. But now that I play tennis, I'm like, oh, I want everyone to talk to me. <laughs> I always want to know about tennis. I want them to ask about, <laughs> you know, my tennis game in this moment. I, I think that that's like a secret hobby that I, I would love to talk more about. Well, <laughs> Grace, since you put it out there. Uh-huh. I mean, are, are you on the road to becoming the next Venus or Serena? <laughs> Tell us about your tennis journey. I wish. Man, if I had, you know, 20 more years <laughs> in terms of, like, youth, I would probably work my way up there. But I, I would, I always say that, like, since I started, it was my pandemic activity. And so since I started just earlier this year, early this year, I would love to become, like, because they have like senior tours, like similar to what, you know, the Venus and Serena were once on, you know, the ATP and the professional tours. They have like senior tours. I would love to like work up to legit, <laughs> like, like mastery of, of tennis, even because tennis is a lifelong sport. There's people who are 80 who school me, you know, so yeah. That's super cool. I know. I love that. I love I it. Well, our next sentence completion for you is what I love most about myself is my hair, which is so weird to say now because like I, I told so you guys that story. Yes. I would definitely say my hair now, you know, before wow. I would never have, you know, ever said that my hair could do anything because there was only one option which is you can straighten it and then it flows like you know it, you know as a 10 year old playing soccer you know all I wanted my, was for my ponytail to sway back and forth Girl, like the other yeah. girls you know so when my mom had my little my little braids like you know it's like this isn't this isn't what I meant mom you know and so I think now it's it's fun because I actually love my hair and it's a girl I started growing it out so I, I wore it really short kind of like Lupita Tanyango when she first came on the scene and so now I just started growing it out about a year ago gosh it's, it's actually getting to lengths that I like I have little bangs you know so no my hair <laughs> oh, beautiful so beautiful thank you for sharing oh, and you. what we want to do now is have you choose a number from one to three and then we're going to reveal the photo okay I'm going to choose three. Oh. Perfect. That's the photo I had pulled up. All right. Okay. So get ready. Get okay. ready. Get ready. Get ready. And here's the photo. So for the folks that Aww. are not listening or they're not tuned, they're not watching, feel free to explain the photo and give us some context and juicy stuff that we wouldn't know by looking at this photo. So this is me and my brother. We're actually sitting in the way our warehouse back here in Chino, California. And we don't take a lot. Now, I, you know, what's funny about like our journey, when people ask me, what would you do differently? It's I would take more pictures of the journey. I would take, I would take the pictures of us in my parents' back room. I would take, I would sit, you know, I would, I would take stock of what's going to happen so that we can look back, you know? And so we don't have a lot of pictures together, especially in our, our workspace. And we took this one with the intention of, of you know, kind of, I think I forget the what this was for. Actually, this was for a Forbes article. I think actually, like a just an online, a long, an online article that they asked us for images of. And yeah, this is we don't have a lot. And this is actually we have a small sewing studio, I guess, or production little room where we have maybe four or five sewing machines and have three people who help us to to make pieces, especially to fill gaps when we need to in house. And that's where we are. 
so amazing. And I was going to say, that's great. Like you definitely want to get the videos and pictures so you can add them when you do the movies. So you can add live footage in. <laughs> you already I'm it out. I love it. I'm, we're already, we're already messing up. I, I already see who's going to be playing you and who's right. going to play your brother. Like I see Lapita playing you. Okay. I see Idris playing your brother. Like, come on. That picture. I'm going to love that. I'm not even going to tell him that you said that. Listen, lady, lady, if you are watching, if you're just listening to us and you have to go and check us out on Patreon so you can mm. see that photo. Yeah. I, I, I see the vision. I love it. Grace, we just want to thank you so much. I mean, you are what you've done. You're so inspiring. You're yes, such a vibe, you. your transparency, the authenticity, your story, the family story. I mean, I am a fan. Me like, too. You have Definitely. won two new fans today. Oh, thank you. I wish you nothing but success. And we just hope that you continue to grow and expand and achieve all your wildest dreams. You are absolutely incredible. So oh, thank, thank you, you so, much so much for sharing with us. Thank yes. you for having me. This is amazing. You guys are yes. great. So, Grace, tell our listeners, if they haven't figured it out yet, how <laughs> to get on, tell them where they can find you and where they can find your amazing products. So, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Grace Alea, E-L-E-Y-A-E, which, Terry, you said it perfectly, by the way. I don't know if you... <laughs> And on our website, you can find our products, gracealaya.com. All right, lady, that's the show. Go buy those products and follow yes. Grace on social media and drop those green hearts on both our platforms yes. if you want to see the movie. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <laughs> hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. What's meant for me will never miss me. I don't have to chase.